Welcome to another edition of the Seed Time Money Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Lodic, and I have... Linda. Linda Lodic here today, <laughs> and so super excited. We normally don't get to do intros together, because normally yeah, she's down, <laughs> normally she's down, what are you doing, wrangling the three uh, kiddos? Wrestling the three kiddos. Wrestling them, like breaking it. up fights, <laughs> making PB&Js, whatever else. But it's after hours. We have the kids in bed right now. So we <laughs> get to sit in the office and introduce you to actually what I think is a really going to be a kind of a cool episode because we're talking about our five dumbest things, our worst money moves, our some of our biggest financial blunders. Yeah, we've got that, some doozies. So this is kind of hopefully serves as inspiration, you know, for things that uh, that you should not do. Yeah, that you should not do. <laughs> Learn from our mistakes. Yeah, and some people that I run into tend to think that you know I and we are perfect with money, and we are far from it. Mm-hmm. We've learned most of what we learned from dumb things we've done. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So without any further ado, let's get to it. All right. Hope you enjoy it. So I think we need to clarify that something might be dumb to one person, but not to another. There are yes. certain financial decisions that might make sense in certain contexts. For example, buying a brand new car often isn't the best financial decision. You know, it goes down like 30% in value over the first couple of years. We've done that. But we've done it. And it was a good move for and us. And actually it was a good financial move. And it can be like, but you know, generally if you hang on to a car about 10 years or so, you know, you're getting a whole lot of value out of that car. And so it's less of an issue than if you were buying a new car every two years and trading in like that cycle just, you know, it isn't real great financially. Along those same lines, if you are buying a brand new house, buying a house, everybody knows that that's a good financial decision as a general rule. But if you're buying a brand new one every two years, it costs a whole lot of money to sell a house and then it becomes not as good of a financial decision. Sometimes it's dumb. Sometimes it's smart. It depends on your circumstances. Every, you know, every situation is different. Anyway, but in this video, we're going to talk about some of our dumb financial decisions that we've made mm-hmm. and what we've learned from them, yeah. right? Yeah, let's do it. So number one is our beloved fireplace. We have wanted a wood-burning fireplace for how long? I mean, I think... Pretty much our whole marriage. Right. You know, we've been wanting one. First two apartments... For, well, first, first apartment per- didn't have one. Second right. apartment had a ventless gas, gas. Ventless gas. Which, which smelled I like hate. gas in our apartment. Yeah. It was like so scary. <laughs> it's like starting your car inside the apartment or something. And then we moved into our house and we didn't have one. And I think we, we were longing for it. So yeah. we bought one of those electric ones. <laughs> Not exactly Listen, the same it, thing. It was a good financial decision for us at the time. Yep. Right. It was very cheap. It was very cheap. But an and electric. We hung our little stockings on it. It was so cute. I feel like you might as well just turn on the TV and get one of those like fireplace it's fine. apps or something. That's just where we were. Yeah. But it's not a wood burning fireplace. In our new house we moved into, they had a. Gas, gas. Endless gas fireplace. And so we decided we want a wood burning fireplace. We want it so bad. And it's yes. really big. It's a really big fireplace. It's yeah. beautiful. Like it needs to be a wood burning fireplace. Begging to be. It a really wood is. <laughs> and so we converted this gas fireplace to a wood burning fireplace. Seems like, ah, it's not a big a deal. Like I just thought, well, they'll just have to put a, a flue on the top of it or something like that. And this was. A like, can of worms. Yeah, it was like the money pit. Like, we just kept going, oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so, long story short, I mean, we converted it. Like, how much more did it I cost didn't, than we think? Oh, I have no idea. What is the percentage? 200%, <laughs> 300%, four, maybe 4 I don't know. So, we built it, and the HOA, We I asked the HOA if we need to do this, and 
They said no, and there was some sort of misunderstanding. And so the way we did it, like two months later, the HOA calls, sends us a letter and says, you got to redo that. So that was like thousands of dollars more we had to spend because the HOA didn't approve of how we did it. It was painful to talk about this because it was like, we we thought we were kind of making an investment into our home and Maybe it would have been if we wouldn't have had to spend what we just spent. spent so much money on it. Yeah. But it was like it just kept going and going and, and going. And then it started leaking and oh my it's gosh. just anyway. So we're gonna spend the whole video talking about our dumb mistake <laughs> with that. But the fact is we have really enjoyed this fireplace. Yes. We've been able to use it and we've really loved it. It's been really, really fun. But I, I would be, not have paid what we've right. paid for it in hindsight. And a word of yeah. caution. Home improvements on an older home. A lot of times, and I knew this, yeah. like I knew this, I used to be a carpenter and I did some renovations for a company and I knew that projects always like start like this and then whoosh. Yeah. But we lived it, so. Okay, so we know that this is a first world problem. I also believe that there are a lot of you dealing with um, wanting to do some home improvement projects. You either don't know what it's going to cost you or think you, you know. think, you, think you, know, you know how much is, it's going to cost. That's what happened to us. That's we the thought lesson. we knew and we didn't know. So just be prepared, be aware, be thinking of that yeah. so you don't get caught Save double. Just save double for what you think it'll cost. Number two for me was buying a stock and thinking that it couldn't go all the way down to zero. <laughs> yeah. And so... It sounds like a little bit of arrogance, kind of like, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. Naivete, arrogance, Maybe I don't know, a combination of both, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, when you buy a stock, you are a part owner in the company, and if the company goes under, if there's assets to sell afterwards, you know, the debts get paid, and then if there's any assets remaining, then you might get something. But in my case, I got nothing from the stock that I lost all my investment on it was a really good educational experience so i'm not like saying it's a complete mistake because i'm taking something from it i learned from it mm -hmm. but that's just a good thing to know that you can buy a stock and that it can be worth nothing you know now on, on the yeah. flip side like we've actually had some investments that have done really really well i actually bought amazon probably 10 12 years ago or something like Thank we you. you know and <laughs> yeah i think we've made like 10 maybe even 15x our investment wow. on Amazon. Um, and then there's a whole bunch like in between, just mm -hmm. a little bit better or a little bit of losses. But yeah, there were one, maybe even two stocks that completely went to zero wow. that I bought. So that's just a good thing to know. Had I been a little bit more aware, I would have maybe not made that investment or maybe not made as much of an investment in that one. But yeah, that was my mistake. Can I guess which investment it was? You're not going to know it. Krispy Kreme. No, Krispy Kreme, it, like we lost probably 90 something percent of our value. But this one was like a really obscure company. I don't even know why I invested in them, but live and learn. You wanted to see if you could get your money back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure did. Number three is buying a house not for the appropriate phase of life. Welcome and to our money mistake right here. And this is, and this is where we are we're right now. And, in it. and we're literally looking trying to move. house shopping right now to to solve this mistake. And so when we moved to Franklin from St. Louis, we had a one-year-old, one? Mm -hmm. 18 months. 18 months, you know. So we didn't have a kid who was mobile. We knew right. nothing we, about we having little one. kids. Yeah, we had one. And so it was like, there's two of us. There's only one of him. Yeah, and on top of that, like we came and visited Franklin right outside of Nashville. And we rented Airbnb to kind of stay here and to scout it out to see if we wanted to move here. Mm -hmm. And uh, within... Three weeks, we bought a house. Yeah. 
Yeah, like we we had bought a house within three weeks, so it moved really really quick. Yeah. We just weren't thinking through everything. We weren't thinking through the next five, ten years of life, mm-hmm. what that would look like. And had we been thinking about that, I think we would have thought, oh, well, what about when we have a three year old and he's right. running in every direction and. We're right on top of this really busy street that right. semis come down. What about when there's more than one? Yeah. And oh, there's what only about, one of us outside. What about there's, there's no kids? sidewalks, you know, right. to go on a walk? And so we had to walk down the street again with road. semis coming down. Yeah. This just doesn't make any sense. This house is a great house. It would Fast be Fast forward like seven, ten years. Yeah, right? in ten years, I think, yeah. for us. Ten or even fifteen. Anyway, that's okay. So, if you're ever buying a house, think right. about the next five, ten yes. years, fifteen years, whatever. And maybe everybody does this. Maybe we're the only ones who did it, but it was definitely a lesson learned for sure. Uh, next on the list is I'll let you talk about this one. Well, not having a budget. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a dumb mistake I made. Was I did not have a budget. I just spent what I want when I wanted. <laughs> Did not manage my money at all. I just had no idea what was going on. So everything was just super chaotic. <laughs> you had no clue what so, was going on with your money. I had no basically. clue what was going on with my money. And Didn't really know where it was going. Ignoring what was happening. And there was a little bit of me just kind of, la, 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 la. <laughs> I can't hear you. Okay, so I did not learn very much about money growing up. All I knew was that debt was bad. So I got myself into this position of getting in credit card debt. That was the only thing I knew is that I was really ashamed of it and I didn't know how to fix it. And I was so ashamed I didn't know how to ask Did for you, help. So you were living in your parents' house. Did you tell your parents? No. Or were they, you hiding it from them? I was hiding it. Okay. <laughs> Again, not asking for help because I was so ashamed, which don't do that. Just ask for help. There's nothing to be embarrassed of. I got myself into some trouble. I had paid a bill. I had actually sent the money for a bill. It had come out of my bank account, but... I couldn't tell what was what because mm-hmm. I was not paying enough attention. And so I thought, oh, no, I had just sent this money and it's going to come out and I'm going to overdraw my account. And so then I didn't pay this other bill. And so then I had bill collectors calling me. <laughs> I think I cried and I was sweating profusely because I was, I don't know, probably 20 years old. And again, I was so ashamed and I just, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And so I was just trying to like ignore it and hope that it would go away. Yeah, bill collectors do not go away when you ignore them. The dust would settle and I would figure things out, but it was not good. So what'd you learn from that? Don't bury your head in the sand. Yeah. And final one on the list is going back into debt after being 100% debt free. And so we paid off our house which was the most amazing thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And we literally had zero debt. And I felt like I was flying for (laughs) months. I just felt like I am free. I am free. Like it was so amazing. And then we moved to Franklin and the home prices are considerably more expensive. We we went back into debt. We kind of fell into the trap too of our business is making this amount. Therefore, we can spend this much. Yeah, the business is doing good. And I thought, well you know, business is doing good. We'll be able to, we'll still be able to get it paid off pretty quick. And then like immediately, as soon as we moved in here, the business just just like ticked down considerably. And so then we're stuck with this pretty decent sized mortgage still. And man. I think the most remarkable thing about this was how you felt as the kind of financial provider. Yeah. So I went from feeling so amazingly free and liberated by not having this debt. And then once we had it and we were back under it, yeah, I felt so much burden. It was worse than it was before. Con- considerably worse. 
you know, and I think it was coupled with the fact that the business wasn't doing as well. But all of it together, just there's a lot of pressure and it just, yeah, it was bad. It just did, really didn't feel good. And in hindsight, I wish we wouldn't have gone into debt. I wish we stayed debt free and just bought a place with what we could have afforded from the equity of the other one. But we didn't. And we won't do that again. No. Um, we are shopping now for a house and mm-hmm. that's a non-negotiable. It's like we will be buying the house with cash. That's it. Yeah. There's there's no other way. We're not going into debt for it. Some of these lessons you just have to do dumb things to learn them. And that's one of them. Like we had to go through that to learn it, to experience it, to feel it. And then now it's funny because I thought we knew it. I know. Before. I thought we knew it too. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we're totally sold on this. We're never going back into debt. This is awesome. And then we were like, well, this should be fine. This will be fine. Yeah. And really it did turn out fine, but it did, but it was like there was a few a, years of challenge and struggle yeah. that was unnecessary because of that. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, so yeah, we did go back into debt and had this mortgage again. And it was, like I said, terrible terrible feeling but we fought we clawed our way back out of it again took us a couple years to kind of pay off the remaining amount of equity that we had in it and then this new house we bought which we're in right here this is our our white room (laughs) um it's a white ceiling white floor so this new house we bought we did end up buying completely with cash from the previous one and yeah pretty much this is the way it's going to be for life right yes after two different times like we've learned our lesson we made a mistake we learned, learned our lesson. Hope you enjoyed that. We had a good time kind of uh, recording that one mm-hmm. and going through that ourselves. And if you did, what I'd love for you to do is take a screenshot of this podcast that you're listening to, throw it up on Instagram stories, tag us, and post, you know, write something about one of your biggest money mistakes and tag us on it. And yeah, and that way we can look at it and I'd love to share it with our audience. Yeah, and then it'll make us feel not so dumb. (laughs) Yes, we want to know that other people have made mistakes as well. So that'll help. So anyway, do that for us and we want to hear from you. And as always, if you have any suggestions for episodes you'd like to hear, uh, let us know and um, we'll get on it. All right, have a good day.